Welcome back to the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan, and thank you for joining me once again. This is episode number three. This is the aftermath after Las Vegas. So we had a lot of big news happening so far. We'll go ahead and get started on all that. So let's go ahead and start off with even going all the way back to uh, the Roval time. NASCAR came out and said they were going to find Cole Custer and suspend his crew chief indefinitely. This was after a late race slowdown. The crew chief said over the radio that, hey, you have a flat tire when they said, you know, you couldn't really tell that. So it's like NASCAR took it and said, hey, you know, you're trying to manipulate a race. We're going to penalize you. A lot of people have said some things like what happened when Chase Elliott did it when Kyle Larson last year, or um, I think Christopher Bell did it a few years ago with Denny Hamlin, just kind of manipulating the race to help better gain one of their teammates that was in the playoffs. And when you go back and look at the data, I actually listened to Parker Kligerman on this one, it showed that Chase Briscoe was going to pass the three car no matter what. He was flying in like a rocket. So it's it's interesting to see what happens. We'll we'll see. They Tony Stewart, his quote was he was so angry at NASCAR right now he couldn't even talk. So they actually dropped their appeal of the Kevin Harvick Rodney Childers incident with manipulating a single source part to go after this appeal. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. We haven't heard anything yet about what's going on with that. Um, also, big news coming out of last week was that RCR is going to let Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick out of his contract early. They're buying him out. So he will be at 2311 next year running the 45 car. When the news broke about the eight car changing hands from Reddick over to Kyle Busch. It was kind of one of those things. They actually said, oh, we're going to field a third car. I think RC was kind of just, you know, blowing smoke a little bit to just kind of keep the heat off. Uh, I kind of feel that maybe he was trying to take a little stab at Tyler Reddick when Reddick said, hey, we're coming out and I'm changing teams in 2024. Not even 2023, 2024. So I think RC didn't really like that, and he was kind of sour about that issue. So I think the whole presser that happened a while back with uh, announcing Kyle Busch moving to RCR, that was a slight little stab at Reddick because RC even said it. I just told him he's not driving the eight car next year. It's like, whoa, come on now. But anyway, they, they decided to buy out. They worked with 2311. 2311 is going to take Tyler Reddick on early, so he will be going to the 45 car next year for the 23 season. Uh, we'll jump over to staying with 2311 and uh, talking about Kurt Busch. So Saturday, Kurt Busch held a press conference at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. He announced his retirement from full-time cup racing. Everybody kind of saw something along this line probably happening how long it's taking him to recover back from a concussion 
that he's uh, received during a wreck at Pocono qualifying earlier this year. So, you know, it's, I, I, hey, I applaud him for taking care of himself first. Uh, he's gone through a lot. I mean, go back to his ex-wives and so on. It's He's been through a lot. So hopefully this will help him calm down. I think he's, as much as I didn't really care for him as a driver, I think he's pretty suited as a uh, announcer if he can let the other people talk to because he did a lot of talking. So we'll see what the future holds for Kurt Busch. Maybe 2311 fields a third car part-time, and Kurt Busch comes in and runs that every so often. I don't know. I, I, I think he might not be coming back to Cup unless it's a special need. I think this full-time retirement means that he might go out and run you know, late models, something like that. I don't know what it's going to fully entail, but I don't think it's going to come back into the NASCAR circuit. I could be wrong. <clears throat> so going on back and forth, uh, we've big talk, you know, segueing off of Kurt Busch. You have the whole concern that everybody's been having about the injuries uh, and the rear of the vehicles, of the cup cars, and how hard the hits are. So they've been having driver meeting, driver-only meetings NASCAR, the sanctioning body, has been coming out and talking with the drivers. I think I heard somewhere that NASCAR finally, they admitted that they should, probably should have been doing driver meetings a long time ago. You know, it's it's kind of late in the season to be changing things, so I don't see anything changing. So, you know, they want fans to be, you know, they, they want to give them good racing. But at the same time, you got to keep your drivers safe. A lot of the drivers have been saying these cars are hitting. When they hit, it's the hardest they've been hit. Um, LaJoy came out and spoke some words about, you know, about the whole thing. And he kind of ruffled a few feathers. He was discussing how, you know, it's taken NASCAR this long to do things when they've had all this data. And I know a lot of other guys have been saying some similar effects. <clears throat> and... You know, to an extent, they're right. Uh, you know, I, I hate to see to say this, but it sounds like NASCAR rushed this this new car out. Um, I know, you know, there's always going to be working with a new car to see what happens going forward. We're going to see, you know, you can't just dump a car out there and it's going to be perfect right off the start. That's that's just not that's that's wishful thinking. We'll say. So there were going to be some ups and downs, but I think the fact of how hard this car hits, especially in the rear, and they shortened that rear to make it look more coupe-like. And, you know, when you shorten that, you take away crumple zones, and that's what happened. So NASCAR has some things that they're working on, and they're going to, probably, they're going to be testing and implementing with concern of the rear clip and the transaxle and all, all that, how that works and how that will give way. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward with that. I, I still think it's going to have to be an open dialogue between everybody. I think the governing body needs to have more driver input and actually listen to it. I don't want to hear about the, just the big three coming out and saying, you know, they're doing their thing and it's them talking. It's like, you know, you got to get some of these smaller guys in there too. They don't have enough money to run up in the top 10. So Hopefully things change and it'll get better. Uh, today, about 
two hours ago, an hour ago, uh, sorry, two hours ago, this is Tuesday, the 18th, uh, Spire came out and announced their driver lineup for next year, the 23 season. No surprise, Corey LaJoy's back. I think he fits well there. Uh, I can only see him moving on if he can get something up at the big, the big three, big four, however you want to call it. Um, I see maybe if he goes up there, he can find something. But other than that, uh, Corey LaJoy fits in well there. <clears throat> He's helping Spire grow, and Spire's helping him grow. Uh, he brings in some good sponsors, and it, it helps out. It's still pretty cool that they're in the old uh, Kawiki building. And um, they also announced for their 77 car that Ty Dillon is going to be coming in full time. I think this is great. Uh, I don't know if Ty Dillon has the the experience or the talent, we'll say, to, to compete up high in the top, top 10 or so. I mean, he showed it a little bit this year with GMS. And... Um, We'll see what happens. I mean, it, I, like I said, I think it's good because I think he can, he has the knowledge and he can provide feedback that will actually in turn translate over to Corey and help Corey with his driving skill because I, I think Corey is a far better driver than Ty Dillon. He just hasn't had the equipment to get him forward. So it, it'll be good to see what happens there. Um, I see nothing going down, all positives going forward. I mean, you, you have the likes of Trackhouse coming out, running – you know, you have Spire now running two full-time cars. Let's see if they can come out and start swinging with the big boys. You have Petty GMS. They're doing well. You have also two full-time cars coming out of Colleague. You have Dinger, and you also have Noah Gragson. That's going to be good. That's going to be fun. Um, we're, we're in for some fresh driver talent coming up or returning to the Cup Series next year, and that's that's going to be fun. So, let's go ahead and segue over to the weekend. So, they ran their first race at Las Vegas for the round of eight, and Xfinity. Xfinity, you know, I, I like Xfinity right now. It seems to be a, a, a more competitive racing I don't know. Maybe it's because of the new cars. Maybe it's because of everything else going on. I don't know. But it seems to be overall um, a lot, I want to say funner, even though funner is not a right word, or a real word, but um, it's a lot more fun to watch. So, you know, <clears throat> Josh Berry won the race. Also news with him. He's going to be coming back to Junior Motorsports as well as Justin Allgaier. So they're going to be both coming back into their respective cars next year, which is great for JRM. They have a lot of good stuff to build on. Hopefully, you know, wish them luck. Josh Berry is a, a fun guy to watch as well as Allgaier. So it was, it was pretty interesting going forward in that race. You had... A late caution that kind of skewed everything and it was Brandon Jones he got loose and he got loose I believe it was towards the back stretch and he caught it but NASCAR threw the caution out as soon as they saw the back end come out not even giving him a chance to even 
try to catch up to it. So NASCAR, you kind of, you didn't do good there. So um, NASCAR has been a lot of frustrate point of frustration with a lot of people with NASCAR is when do they throw the caution? Sometimes they don't throw the caution. It rains. Uh, one that sticks out to me with the rain was New Hampshire last year. You had Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. They were running first and second and pulling away from the pack. They called out and told the crew chief or told their spotters, "Hey, it's raining." And it was raining right around a couple of the guys around the track. They didn't call it until you saw Truex and you saw. Uh, Kyle Busch spin out and I mean people want to sit there and talk about Kyle Busch bumping the pace car and yeah that's another story for another time but I think the big stink there was the fact they didn't throw the caution then you have times like what happened Saturday where they throw the caution it's like what in the world are you doing why'd you throw this caution um, another another one it's like you shouldn't have thrown the caution was the 16 car was running and he just stopped at the end of pit road not in any danger of hurting anybody anything like that and nascar throws the caution so hey you know it's they i, I hopefully they'll work on it and they they realize this i don't know but you know going forward all we can hope for is the best right so that was the big thing that happened with with the xfinity race moving on to sunday so Sunday was pretty pretty good race. I think it was one of the better races out all year. We had people passing and moving along. I think Truex moved up pretty high, and he kind of floated back and forth once he started getting loose. Uh, Denny Hamlin, the same thing. And Joey Logano, he was holding his own. So <clears throat> I want to say it was towards the end of the second stage, I could be wrong, that Kyle Larson... So you, you had you had them three wide, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick in the middle. Larson was down low, and Bubba was up near the fence. Well, both Bubba and Kyle Larson pass Harvick. They just almost blow the doors off of him <clears throat> going by him. The next thing you know, Larson slowly moves up. Bubba slowly moves down. They don't actually touch. It, the, air, the air change caused Bubba to get loose. He kissed the wall, bumped it. Kept going. Well, his his hot head proved to be his demise that day. He decided to go ahead and turn into the right rear of Larson and wrecked them both out and took out a manufacturer teammate in Christopher Bell who was running for the championship. And then he proceeded to get out of his car and walk towards Larson and try to start a fight, shoving him, yelling at him, cursing him, and then, you know... Larson, because, I mean, say all you want to say about him, but he's kind of black flagged himself. He's got the black spot because of things that happened in the 2020 time where he said some choice words that didn't really, NASCAR didn't like, anybody didn't like, and so they suspended him. So, you know, Bubba acted like a blockhead. There was no reason for that. I'm not going to come out here and call him anything more than that, except for his actions were very stupid. They were malintentions. He shouldn't have done that. And then what he said during the TV interview where he's out there telling them, tell stop fishing, stop doing this. He's, I mean, I'm sorry, Bubba, but, you know, a reporter, that's their job is to fish and get information and get more detail, dude. you got to calm down with that. Uh, he did issue an apology 
Monday afternoon, Monday evening, uh, saying, you know, after I've calmed down, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I, <clears throat> I don't think that should fly with NASCAR. I think, I think some stiff fines, possibly even suspension, should be coming from this because that's uncalled for. You're going over 100 miles an hour. You're going racing speeds, 180, and you want to turn right into a guy. And especially the way these cars are handling right now, not handling, but safety handling. I mean, my goodness, you could have killed the guy. And that's, that's, there's no room for that in this sport. Yeah, you want to race and rub and bounce off each other, go ahead. But to turn right into the guy, and the sad part about it, I saw it kept bringing up, is Josh Berry had a similar incident where he got the air off of him and he banged the wall. You know what happened to him? He won the race. So Bubba, you had a race car. You ruined your own race car, dude. Um, if I was Toyota, 2311, even Joe Gibbs, since they're part of Joe Gibbs Racing, even though they're 2311, I would have had a nice little sit-down talk with Bubba and told him he needs to fix this. I mean, <clears throat> Kyle Busch had kind of a hothead at times, but I don't think he ever really turned anybody into, turned them into their right rear and spin them and wreck them on purpose. I mean, that, that was just uncalled for and a really, really ignorant, dumb move on his part. So that took the better part of the race. Just, I mean, everybody was talking about it, and rightfully so. So to get to the end of the race, they had some good battles going back and forth. I mean, AJ was up there. You had a couple of these other guys up running. I think Martin Truex was actually up there, which is a shock this year. He's been horrible this year. I don't know if it's a new car. I personally think it's his crew chief. Um, but, you know, it's he was up there competing. And that's good to see. <clears throat> I think he even had Kyle Busch up there for a little bit as well. Denny Hamlin was up there. Ultimately, Joe Logano made the last pass, and he won. And so, you know, <clears throat> good for Joey, I guess. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of his. He, he, bumps his, he punches his ticket into the round, the championship round. Uh, so we'll see what happens going forward. We have... I believe it is Homestead Miami coming up Sunday. And then we have one more race until we get to Phoenix. So, you know, let's go. Let's see what happens. It ought to be fun. Um, so that's that's pretty much NASCAR. I do want to touch, you know, as, I, as I've said before, this is primarily a, a motorsport, a NASCAR podcast, but, you know, MLB playoffs are going on, and I did touch, I just said that last week. I didn't even mention anything. But you, you got some, some good surprises. They got knocked out of the playoffs uh, this past weekend. You had the Philadelphia Phillies take out the Atlanta Braves to move on to the NLCS. And you had the San Diego Padres beat the Dodgers to move on. So starting today on Tuesday, the 18th, we have the Padres and the Phillies facing off in the NLCS. And then we have... The Astros moved on in a long, long 18-inning game. They pretty much played two games Saturday. And they went ahead and swept Seattle, and they're just waiting for the their opponent between the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees. So we'll see who who goes through that here soon, and we'll go, you know, move on, and we'll Coming here in the next week or so, we're going to have all the sports playing at once. We're going to have NFL, you're going to have NASCAR, you're going to have hockey getting started off. They started off last week strong. 
and then you have NBA starting. So it's it's a good time to be a sports fan. These little few times right here, uh, Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. And my goodness, NFL, if you could have chose a worse team to put in prime time three times this year, you, you did it with the Denver Broncos. My goodness. But, hey, you know, we got some fun stuff coming up. We got playoff baseball in rolling now, which is good. We got, you know, NASCARs coming to an end, so that should start heating up. See if, you know, this year will be the first year that a non-championship winner in the playoffs do wins, you know, doesn't win at Phoenix or a championship contender win at Phoenix, not win at Phoenix. You know, it's a very high possibility with that. Um, so, you know, I just want to leave you with that. And I'll, I'll say these last few things going forward, you know, touching base with going back to Xfinity. We made some history there. We had Haley Deegan. She finished her highest race, I think, for a female in Xfinity. I believe it was 13th. And then with Kurt, a little, little random facts with Kurt Busch. So he, is, he was the last active driver at the race with Dale Sr., which was pretty interesting. And then you have the last one, the last little tidbit with Kurt Busch that I, I saw picked up, which was very interesting. He was the first driver to win a championship in the playoff era. So, you know, kudos to him. Wish him all the best. Once again, my name's Jordan. Thank you for tuning in to the Armchair Crew Chief. Hope you like and subscribe. Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm.